This is the part I don't get. I'm Jay. And I'm Bay. And this is episode 70. Yes. We, we had a, a break uh, due to the holiday. Yeah. Thanksgiving or, you know, whatever you'd like to celebrate. Any excuse to eat, really, and fight with our families. No. <laughs> <laughs> Have Just awkward kidding. moments. Yeah. <laughs> Good silences. Yes. Healthy mm-hmm. reflections. It all, yeah. it all happens on that. What, I, I do Thursday. enjoy myself a nice home cooked meal, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's Especially true. When I barely cook any of it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's. I, I mean, I will always say, food tastes better when somebody else makes it for you. Yes, that blood, sweat, and tears. I've even gotten my mom to like make me lunches for work Aww. based off of that like once or twice that's so sweet does she, she write can't. little notes <laughs> oh she oh of course come on and then <laughs> she has she essentially kind of created her own emoji before emojis were things because she has that short curly hair so she always <laughs> signs everything with this little curly haired smiley face oh my god that's so she's cute. been doing that since I was really little and then she used to think it was really funny when she would sign things like signed the management and then it would be like <laughs> little curly hair. <laughs> oh my god because of course like she had to handwrite like how to do the dishes instructions and like tape them next to the kitchen sink because like, you just couldn't do it right could you bae signed man signed the management curly haired emoji the oh. housekeepers took the week off I so know. You have to clean up after your your mom loves those little slogans and my husband was just saying that he found those... the perfect one for her for Christmas already. <laughs> all those little like stitched um embroidered, yeah, yep, the embroidered messages. uh like like I remember one of my favorites was like all of us, all of our uh, company brings us joy, some by coming, others by leaving. <laughs> <laughs> it was like little bunnies. Oh okay. yeah, I, I think so. I don't know why like some of them like stick in my stick in my head I just remember there was one about we go together like pb and j or something like that and it was like a little embroidered picture of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich I I sat in front of this my whole life and I can't even tell you what it was oh and and another another favorite in the front yard is forget the dog beware the kids yes (laughs) I remember when she bought that. She was very, very pleased with herself. She was probably like, this is the funniest thing ever. Yeah, it, it was. But she wasn't. <laughs> yeah. My husband. So let's let's cut on. this this chit chat. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> because we know I, we've got some complaints. <laughs> yes, I know. Some Speaking of management. <laughs> yes. Signed the management. Curly haired or non-curly haired emoji. um i don't know whose turn it is because it's been such a long time because we took that i know i feel like it's your turn um i'm happy to go first mine is a is a happier topic is yours uh at least mine is 
mine is finally not depressing and not about Yay! anybody dying. <laughs> and I was really close to doing one about people dying, but I was like, oh. I, can't, I can't do this right now. You were like, the time, the time has come. <laughs> said <laughs> for merriment. Yeah. So mine, I, you know, I did the old Google search weird news, which, you know, can be a cesspool of incredibly boring topics, but it worked out for my last one. So, and I have my list, but I was like, eh, I'm not feeling these, so let's do it. And, you know, I scrolled through and a really good source I find of, of general news is is Huff Post, and they have a weird news section. Oh, that's good to know. So I got some of this from The Guardian and Huff Post, and of course Wikipedia. Um, and my story is based off of their article about um, the offspring of hippos that were once owned by Colombian drug kingpin Pablo Escobar um, have now been recognized legally as people not animals uh, in the u.s federal court <laughs> wow well aren't advertisements or um or i'm sorry court corporations kind advertisements of there too? yeah that's <laughs> true um but this is the first time that animals have ever been like given the legal rights of an interested person or or people or personhood oh. as they called it so, so you said a, the offspring of hippos? I think it's the hippos and their and their children, yes, of, of okay. Pablo Escobar. So they're known as the cocaine hippos um, because they are the descendants of animals that were that um, Escobar illegally imported to his Colombian ranch in the 1980s hmm. when he essentially like reigned over the country's drug trade. So Pablo Emilio Escobar Gaviria <laughs> was born on the 1st of December, 1949. And he actually died on the 2nd of December. I mean, go figure. What, what perfect really timing. Round it out there. He died on the 2nd of December, 1993. And he was a huge Colombian drug lord. Um, and he was the founder and sole leader of the Medellin uh, cartel. He was once dubbed the king of cocaine and his cartel dominated the sale of cocaine in the U.S. in the 1980s. Escobar is now the wealthiest criminal in all of history, apparently, Damn. having amassed an estimated net worth of 30 billion U.S. dollars by the time of Whoa. his death. And that is the equivalent of 64 billion as of today in 2021. So is he, I wonder like if he makes, or if he's worth more than like, you know, Steve Jobs and, you know, Tesla, people like that. I mean, as of today, I don't really know what their net worth is. I'm sure it's a lot, but you know, so they're, he's the wealthiest criminal. <laughs> yeah. But still, I feel like, he, like he's probably up there even just in general. But that was by the time of his death. So if he had, if he was still alive, who knows what it would be. But oh, never mind. Jeff Jeff Bezos is worth like two hundred one billion. But you know, okay. <laughs> so not that was like the, the richest same. person I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> not quite the same. That that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one off the top of your head. So he became very wealthy, and I'm pretty sure you remember that fire festival. Um, concert thing yeah, and all the, the wonderful documentary. documentaries oh, <laughs> great way to spend an afternoon oh my god uh, that one that that was a good one 
I'm pretty sure in the beginning, you know, because they wanted it to be on an island, they kept, they had rented, I believe it was one of Pablo Escobar's islands for it. And then they ended up losing that island because they were told that they weren't allowed to advertise that it was originally his property. Yeah. Uh, and they, of course, like, didn't listen. And then remember, they like lost the island and then they had to find like kind of like a backup location. Yeah. And that was just like kind of like the first red flag of a bunch of things that went wrong there. So this guy's pretty, was pretty rich. He owned a lot of properties, hence the hippie, hippos. So after he became wealthy, Escobar created and bought numerous residences and of course safe houses because he's the leader of a cartel. <laughs> and his Hacienda Napolese gaining the most significant notoriety. This was a luxury house. It contained a colonial home, a sculpture park, and a complete zoo with animals from various different continents, including elephants, exotic birds, giraffes, and of course, the hippos, the cocaine hippos, as we call them today. So after he died in 1993, with a shootout with authorities, the hippos were just abandoned there at the estate. And they were left to thrive with no natural predators. So, of course, they survived. And the number has increased in the last uh, years, in the last just eight years, from 35 hippos to somewhere upwards close to 80 hippos. Oh, that's, so. that's what we're hoping is going to happen with the zebras. but i think one is like already dead (laughs) i know i think maybe even one or two and i thought i kept thinking about that when i was looking at this too but you know zebras are not exactly as high up on that food chain that's true there's not many things that could mess with a hippo (laughs) so i mean they they more than doubled in their population in only eight years so you know if they're left unchecked who knows how many could be there. So they, were they left on the property or they just left to kind of roam around? I think it's a, I think it was a a little bit of both. I think that I'm assuming that certain, you know, if it's this complete zoo, I assume it's kind of like Joe Exotic type situation where it's like a large, large property and then some are in cages and then some are not. And I think that they were just kind of essentially kind of freed so they're okay. like on the abandoned property and then in that general area and then they just kind of survived and they just kept making babies so the area where they roam is a is a is a paradise for for these animals because they have no predators whatsoever they're the high of, height of the food chain here because you know they're also invasive they're not from colombia they have lots of food lots of water and, and they like warm climates i'm sorry yeah okay. i mean yeah i'm thinking of like yeah i always think of like african countries yeah i just think of like a if you're going on like a animal adventure safari. like safari type situation yeah. i i feel like there's no snow yeah <laughs> that's know? true it's usually hot <laughs> usually some sort of you know because yeah. i don't see a hippo in my mind in like a jungle I, th- I feel like they would be, they're water animals and I yeah. feel like they would live in like the grasslands is my guess, but mostly in the water. I'm, I'm yeah. Sure. Most of my knowledge is based off of uh, the game, hungry, hungry hippos. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's as far as it gets for me. <laughs> so CBS news correspondent Manuel Bohorkis reported in 2019 um, that they had ample food and water and they were surviving really well 
but that they were getting too close to people. And it's not uncommon to spot a three ton hippo just walking around town. Crazy. Which is interesting because as I was just driving home like an hour ago from like the Walgreens, I swear in a suburban neighborhood, literally just across the street was a huge deer, a buck with antlers with six points on it, literally just crossed the street. Like he was going to granny's house, you know, (laughs) just, just. like right in front of our car was not scared just like doot 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 let me cross this street I was like holy cow that's like a huge huge buck like with big antlers in suburbia I was I was shocked and then he like jumped the fence and then I started trying to take pictures of him and he was just staring at me he's posing He's looking for a little girlfriend because it's mating season. So, I mean, if I was a little scared of that buck, I can't imagine seeing a hippo just trotting down the road. It would be, it would be a little scary and definitely. Yeah. And I would think there'd be lots of like, I don't know what they cause potholes or, you know, I know what are they doing to that environment? Yeah. So the locals call them the quote village pets end quote. So they're not, they don't eat people they will if it, it, i'll get to that okay that's can. yeah i was like waiting to, to ask that because i didn't know if you were gonna so <laughs> biologist david Eshaveri told bahorkas the, the they're very dangerous and they're very territorial species yeah um and according to bbc.com the hippo is the world's deadliest large land mammal they kill an estimated yeah uh, 500 people per year in Africa. Yeah, I knew I had heard that statistic somewhere because I was really surprised because I thought they, they were, yes, so. they're very dangerous and it's because of their strength and size. So hippos are aggressive and they have really sharp teeth and you wouldn't want to get anywhere near one. Um, they can crush a human to death with, with I'm sure their size, oh. but mainly of course their mouth. So I think if you were anywhere near them, these quote village pets, they've, this is their home. This ain't your home. You know, like that's the shark's house. <laughs> you know, like Who's going to win that fight? Not you. <laughs> if a chicken comes in my house, you know, it's going to get me. <laughs> I, I love that video. Um, so, great. you know, they are, you know, essentially going to kill someone if it comes across its path and it's not happy to see you and they're not going to, you know, bat an eye about it because they'll just crush the people to death. So a group of scientists have warned that these hippos pose a huge threat to the area's biodiversity as well as the humans. Um, They could lead to deadly encounters with humans, but also because they're invasive, the, you know, natural areas of the plant life and animals could be uh, really affected. So there's uh, lots of people who are advocating for them to be killed. And then there's other people who are advocating for the hippos to just be sterilized. So there's a big debate on what people should do. Like, are they gonna kill them or are they gonna sterilize them? So like, you know, once the hippo lives its life, it's done kind of thing. Oh, okay. And then like, they'll only pose, uh, you know, a temporary threat, but not a permanent threat. And then, you know, you, you don't have to be known as like a hippo killer. You know, I feel like, a, yeah, they're the deadliest animal. I still feel it's just like, 
because they're so cute it's just like it's, it's yeah just and like it's also to- like it was brought there by a human exactly so it's like you gotta reap what you sow kind of thing yeah and then the <coughs> excuse me the offspring were just born there yeah <coughs> i know their business i just like chug a little too much canada dry okay do you need to meet yourself for a minute <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just did. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Okay. So here comes this case to, you know, to kill or sterilize the hippos. And there's lots of animal rights groups in the U.S. that have gotten involved. And this case involves a lawsuit against the Colombian government over whether or not they should sterilize the hippos whose numbers are growing and could pose this great threat to biodiversity. There are these animal rights groups that are trying to save the hippos, and they've tried for a really long time to sway the U.S. justice system to grant these hippos this personhood. But legal experts say that it's not going to matter because the legal order will likely not carry over any real weight in Colombia, where the hippos actually live. So they ended up getting what they wanted. The hippos were granted personhood, um, Mm -hmm. and they were, you know, considered persons of interest to try and um you know make it so that they would be treated more humanely and safely quote the ruling has no impact in Colombia because they only have an impact within their own territories it will be the Colombian authorities who decide what to do with the hippos and not the American ones end quote said Camillo Burbano Cifuentes a criminal law professor at the Universidad Externado de Colombia. In the suit, attorneys for the Animal Legal Defense Fund asked the U.S. District Court in Cincinnati to give interested person status to these hippos so that these two wildlife experts in sterilization from Ohio could be deposed in the case. So it's essentially just trying to like grant them extra time. Um, it wouldn't end up like saving their lives necessarily, but it would like give them some time to like prove that sterilization is the way to go rather than to kill them. But I'm still like, I totally agree with the the law professor. Like, I'm not quite sure why the U.S. thinks they have any real grounds on it or not. I mean, the U.S., you know, thinks they have grounds on everything. (laughs) So I'm not surprised. (laughs) I mean, like, they don't live here, so I'm not quite sure. I can understand why people would want something to be done, and I can understand why people would definitely want to save them. I don't want them to be killed. I definitely I mean, is would it, vote for sterilization. I get, I get that they're dangerous, but, like, is it that bad that they this needs to even happen? Apparently apparently they they're that dangerous and that they pose such a threat to the other animals and wildlife in that area i mean is it like godzilla where it's coming down the street (laughs) and everyone's like running for their lives i don't know i mean if it's (laughs) if it's if it's what i'm picturing 80 hippos yeah i just imagine like i mean i guess if they're territorial that's that's definitely a concern yeah yeah too bad but at the same time, I just don't understand why. I mean, I do get why the U.S. isn't getting involved, but at the same time, I kind of don't, you know? Yeah. So there was a federal I mean, they magistrate. shouldn't, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
there's a there's a federal magistrate judge karen lipkowitz in cincinnati and she's the one that granted the request on the 15th of october so this is very current news i'm uh, i'm finally doing a current news story again look at you i know i feel so proud so the animal rights group was based in san francisco and they said um that this is the first time animals have been declared legal persons in the u.s and their attorneys argued that because advocates for the hippos can bring lawsuits to protect their in interests in Colombia, the hippos should be considered interested persons under U.S. law. But again, it's under U.S. Law. Yeah, it doesn't do do them any good in Colombia. Yeah, I like, know. what are Is they going like, to ship them all to the U.S. and then? I know, right? Like, what are they going to get? You know, passports. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they're people, they certainly need to have their. Are they going to become U.S. citizens? i know right that's another thing they're persons but they're not u.s persons necessarily yeah i think that's the only reason they granted it because they're like it's never going to be our problem so why do we care <laughs> i mean maybe you know how sometimes people do like um oh gosh i can't think of the word but it's like a lawsuit that's just supposed to be like impactful but it yeah like what they like, did with like the texas abortion or like um, taylor yeah. swift where she sued the guy for only a dollar because it's like supposed to be like you know more about like the principle the cause yes yeah so there's this guy christopher barry he's the lead attorney for the animal legal defense fund and he called it a narrow but profound ruling he said quote this really is part of a bigger movement of advocating that animals interests be represented in court we're not asking to make up a new law we're just asking that animals have the ability to enforce the rights that they have already been given to them end quote so animals are going to enforce these rights apparently according to that quote apparently in other countries the animals have been granted legal rights as people in pakistan argentina and india it's happened before already but never been done in the u.s until now so that was kind of it um, you know, I don't think it's been really ruled over. They're still there. And I think they're just really trying to, um, you know, still kind of figure out what's going to happen. So I just tried to think, is there anything about a hippo that we should just kind of know, um, it, you know, in order to give some meaning to the story? So I found some like, two, like three or four facts about them. So hippopotamus apparently comes from the ancient Greek, you know, taking us back to my big fat greek wedding everything comes from the greek <laughs> it means river horse okay uh, and they said whether this is due to how they walk on the riverbed which looks like racing horses uh which is why hippos could be called river horses they're not sure it remains uncertain so hippos have very long teeth and they're not even used for eating they're literally used for fighting apparently and they have like multiple sets of teeth kind of like how sharks have like those different sets of teeth so that kind of gives you a little bit of an insight into the potential aggressiveness of the creature they can also weigh an average of four tons and if they do bite you it's a force of two thousand pounds per square inch wow so it's not even like you know you don't have to worry about bleeding out it's just you're gonna die on impact kind you're of thing. done <laughs> yeah. So in comparison, a lion or tiger has a bear uh, has a bite of half that force of a thousand pounds per square inch. That's so cool that they can weigh or you know measure that. 
Yeah, I'm assuming that it's kind of physics, like the size and weight, I'm guessing. I'm not sure. I'm no mathematician. God, that's got uh, a um, terrible way to die. But And I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so they are vegetarians. They usually eat just grass. They graze on grass and they do eat some fruits really? and they can't eat meat because they can't digest it. So if they kill you, they're just killing you. They're Damn, not, it's not even you. it's not even feeding them. Hence why the teeth are not for eating. It's just defense and fighting. You know, this is this is really leaning, you know, this really shows that a vegetarian diet can, you know, help you be strong. Be stronger. <laughs> yeah, who needs who needs uh, you know. And swimming is protein. clearly the ultimate ultimate fitness sport. Yeah. Apparently they like even sleep in the water. Uh, that it was that was kind of interesting but it was really hard to cool. understand how they were describing how they could like still breathe and sleep at the same time but you're do you remember that video of the hippo at some zoo and it's like pooping and it's like tail is spinning and the yes i was singing like that earlier and i was trying not to laugh <laughs> so if you haven't checked that out people go, go to youtube and check out hippo pooping funny video i'm assuming that's all you'll need to to type in but apparently that i mean it was immediately what i thought of when i read this hippos mark their territory through defecation and they do spin their tails to distribute their poop as far as possible <laughs> So that's Ew. what that hippo was doing. What about, there was like, is there like a loud, there was like a loud sound too. It was, it was it farting and pooping. It was the sound of it coming out of its butt. I didn't know if that was butt. the farting or the like waving of the tail because it was so fast. And that's what was so funny about it because you just hear this and you see the tail I mean, that was and the like... poop flying <laughs> and it had like turned its, its butt up to these people you know like these people are oh look at the hippo and then it just turns around well, and just does that so there was a video that uh a friend of ours sent me and it was so it was like someone a video of someone going into a cheesecake factory restaurant and there's these little <laughs> um, qr codes and it's like scan here for like a free meal or something so you scan it and it's the, those videos <laughs> really oh, yeah it's the videos of of the of the hippo farting and getting <laughs> all over the place well, <laughs> apparently crying. it has a biological purpose it was marking its territory <laughs> with it wow. <laughs> i i just thought that it was just like what are the chances this 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 hippo i thought they were just kind of swatting like it this. away from their own I, that's what uh, i thought like kind of almost burying like it nature's like toilet paper yeah you know or nature's windshield wiper if you will <laughs> you know <laughs> but apparently that's like how they do it that's how they do it man they are very unique animals i know oh, yeah. they are so and like i think maybe that uh, some i heard someone once i don't know if this is real fact but someone said that that's part of the reason why they are so deadly because people do not think that they are because yeah. they don't look they don't have the reputation threatening deadly but if you're like in the water, I cannot remember what movie I was watching, but I remember these people were like on this little raft and it was like in the night. And I think they were, they were, they were in a, a location where hippos would be. 
Mm. And then like there's this big like sound and they're like, what's that? And then it's like this hippo trying to kill them on the raft. I don't think that it happens like that, but I don't know. I remember being little and watching it be like, mom, is the hippo gonna kill them? And then she told me that they were very deadly. So your mom was ahead of the time. She was ahead with of the, the emojis time. With the emojis and, and hippo the knowledge. <laughs> but that was my topic. Yeah. You know, oh, that was short and sweet. I, I might have um, to use the Huffington Post one of these days too. Oh yeah. It's I think it's good for news in general. But yeah, the weird, the weird news section. I would love to be like, you know, I work for the Huff Huff Post and I I specifically write for the weird news section. <laughs> Imagine your we we should uh, your life. we should send our podcast and try to audition. <laughs> but that or was apply, it. I guess. All right. Well, thank you. That was I'm ready for your happy topic. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's necessarily happy, but it's oh. not depressing. So let's take, let's take it back a notch. Let's not get too excited. It's not <laughs> so, that happy. Yes. <laughs> but no one dies. So, <laughs> okay. um, more just like a curious curiosity one for me, this has been on my kind of on my list for a while of, okay. What I wanted to cover, um, I'm doing the got milk ad campaign <gasps> oh is- my gosh so good <laughs> oh thank you this wow. is good <laughs> where did those campaigns go right? and, and then milk are you bad for us or not <laughs> that's what i was just about to ask that's what i was just about to ask because when we were little like it was everywhere drink that milk yeah i had milk for lunch every day at school do they still serve milk at yes lunch? They do. okay so that's still a they thing do. They, I mean, like, obviously every place is different. Every country is definitely different, but every state and county has got to be different. But, you know, like they used to give, you know, like this, that when we were little, we had the regular and the chocolate and that was it. But they also used to sell the the strawberry. Oh yeah. I forgot about it. I don't think I ever drank that. I don't think I've ever tasted it. It sounds so gross. Yeah. Um, so my sources were an article from mentalfloss.com. Great Fast. website. I know, right? It's always, always one of my sources. I feel always a good one. Yeah. Uh, fastcompany.com and then the FFA coalition.org, um, uh, some information on their website, which stands for factory farming, okay. uh, awareness coalition. And then a BBC article called, is it better to drink cow's milk or a dairy-free alternative by Jessica Brown? Uh, um, Tell us, Jessica. <laughs> yeah. So in um, around the 1980s, uh, the main um, campaign for milk was the whole does milk does the body good. I'm sure you remember. Yeah. Some yeah, of that. that's right. I had forgotten, but you just. Yeah. I, yeah. I was like, oh, I can totally hear that in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Add. Um, but at this point, I think beginning in the seventies, um, milk sales are decreasing. Um, can you guess what the competition was at this point? A competition to milk? Yeah. In what, what decade? One more time. Uh, starting in the seventies. Let's see. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Competition for milk. Well, uh, no, um, sodas soft drinks oh yeah I was thinking like morning oh yeah you you were thinking a little too hard I could tell I was like "Eh." (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to get it right oh well you you overdid it but I know that's okay I would have done the same thing 
it, it, that it was too obvious of an answer, but I know, you know, so Coke Pepsi products are becoming a bigger deal and people are like, Hey, that this tastes sense. way better than milk. You know, it's no, no longer the days of like the milkman bringing your cart. Oh, I know a cart of milk. And, um, so in 1993, uh, Jeff Manning is the executive director of the California milk processor board, which is actually, they were, they were, um, formed in 1993, basically, uh, to help, you know, get the word out about the milk, get um, the word out. Yeah. And they're actually, um, administered by the, uh, department of agriculture. So, um, basically what happens is, um, they would, so every three cents of each gallon of milk sold would go towards the campaign, um, okay. or the, the ad campaign, which that actually amounted to $23 million annually. So they're like, okay. yeah. So it's kind of like a give and take kind of thing. So, uh, they, um, hired Jeff good. I think that's how you say it, who is part of Goodby, Silverstein, and Partners, an ad agency. Um, they did a little focus group and they kind of realized that it wasn't that people, you know, people weren't like in love with milk. There wasn't a lot of like great selling points, but they really didn't like the idea of going without milk. Like they asked them, well, what would you do if you or maybe they even asked them to go without milk for a week or just to think yeah. about it. And people were like, Oh no, I couldn't feel I couldn't do that. <laughs> and it was like this huge frustration. Um, and then they even did a hidden camera in their own um, agency and like oh in the God. break room where they put like an empty container of milk and like, what is the time period? This was 1993. <laughs> okay. All right. Getting yeah. a little more deceivious in the advertising. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I guess, you know, I was going to say like the, the effort of the, yeah, I'm like, I phase. feel like, I don't know if you could get away with that anymore, but I mean, it's not like anything. Yeah. Know, it's not like the bathroom. Yeah. Bathroom. Yeah. But still I'd be like, I'd be a little paranoid after that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, they're, they're kind of brainstorming, um, and they come up with a meeting and I, I read different, uh, different articles say different things, but I think basically during some sort of brainstorming meeting, um, Jeff, uh, Goodby wrote down, got milk question mark, like on a sheet. And then they kind of <laughs> named the meeting that, and then, and then it kind of slowly, like just became like a thing. And then, but some of the people in the ad agency were like, no, that's stupid. But then it ended up being, uh, the campaign slogan. Oh my gosh, that reminds me of the Jim Gaffigan joke about the yeah. hot pockets. Hot pockets. Like, who, uh, he's like, you got a good idea for that one, Bill? And he's like, uh, hot pockets. I know, you're like, some of these are like, they're so stupid. They're so simple, but they work, yeah. They really are catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first TV ad appeared in October of 1993 and was directed by none other than Michael Bay of, you know. Whoa. Yeah, because he used to do music videos and things like that for MTV. So, you know, I could see it. Yeah, I was surprised. I guess you got to get your start somewhere. Mm -hmm. That was a good commercial to do. Did they say who was like the celebrity or was it just a regular everyday person, like an actor? So actually it was a, uh, 
a Sherwood alumni that has um, been on another pod, uh, the friend of the pods, the uh, step and repeat. They interviewed him, Sean Whalen. He was the first one. He was in the first ad. Um, <laughs> you probably remember this one because I definitely remember. So it's um, he's basically sitting in, I guess, his house or his or it's either that or some sort of museum. I don't know why he'd be there, but he's eating a peanut butter. He's eating a peanut butter sandwich and he's listening to the radio. There's this show on and they're like, all right, the $10,000 question, um, who shot, who shot Alexander Hamilton? And of course, I guess this guy's like a history buff because he's got all these, um, you know, history related artifacts around him. And there's a a picture of Hamilton being shot by Aaron Burr. And he's like, oh, it's Aaron Burr. And then, and they're like, all right, we're going to randomly call someone and see if they know the answer. And then of course it's him. They call and he's like, and his mouth is full of peanut butter. He's like, Aaron Burr. And And then, and he's like, hold on. Really deep, like setup. (laughs) You know what I mean? Can't just be like, I'm trying to talk. I can't talk. I I need something to drink. Like this is a really like, thought out well and yeah because it's Hamilton like in, in the 90s the urgency has to be there <laughs> it's like ten thousand dollars is on the line oh my so, goodness yeah and he's like hold on let me get some milk and of course he's out of milk and he's like he's still trying to say it. they're like oh sorry time's up um and then wow. so that was like the big one the big the first one and then there were like others of this one guy that's um i don't really remember this one but he's basically walking through New York on his phone. He looks like a business executive and he's like, you're fired. And then he gets hit by a bus and he wakes up oh and he thinks he's in heaven because everything's white. And um, he sees- Is he uh, in the milk? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that would have been creepy. Um, like a honey, I shrunk the kids thing, you know? <laughs> so he sees this big plate of cookies, like, oh my gosh. And he starts eating them. And then he opens the fridge and he sees all these cartons of milk. He's like, oh, this is great. I'm in heaven. And then he, he reaches for a milk carton. And of course it's empty. And then the next one's empty. And he realizes they're all empty. And then it's like, so he's not in heaven. And, yeah. And then it was like, got milk. And then the got milk like goes up in flames. It's like, oh, that is really, that's intense. <laughs> oh my God. That is. And that's their second one. Oh, I don't know what, what order that was just. one. Oh, okay. Of they're going places. Well, there was another one apparently that like insinuated like this woman was unhappy with her marriage and um (laughs) it was because he left like an empty milk carton in the fridge oh my that was well you know i've heard some stories now on these podcasts (laughs) people will do crazy things for crazy reasons true i i've seen um uh what what's it called the one on oxygen snapped yes the women killers yes Mm -hmm. They got, know, whole, just, they got a whole, they got a whole show. Show. <laughs> so I'm imagining anything can make you snap. But um, so, and then more people get involved. The in 1995, the milk processor education program, also known as milk <laughs> prep, didn't know this existed, but it's a pro milk lobbying group. <laughs> I mean, they've got to have a group for everything these days, right? <laughs> right. So they um, license, they got a license to use the slogan. Um, and then they're the ones who started the mustache print ad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. With the celebrities. That, yeah, that's the one I really remember. Yes, um, me too. And that is thanks to the 
Bozell Worldwide Ad Agencies. And then slowly other brands got licensing rights, including Nabisco, who yeah, um, makes sense. You know, yeah, with the Oreos. And then Mattel even had a milk mustache Barbie. Really? <laughs> so I don't remember that. I don't remember that one either. For those milk aficionados, yeah, get sure them, get them young. Store. Yeah. Um, and then of course, Cookie Monster endorsed the campaign. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but cookies are a sometimes ah, food. Remember. I know. I feel like that's a topic sometime in itself. food. I, could you imagine being the guy who voices and puppets Cookie Monster? And he's like, what? Well, I'm going to be out of a job. You can't change my name. <laughs> God. Um, so it really, the, the ad campaign did a great job at increasing the level of awareness about milk and about the campaign. Apparently 90% of, uh, people in California were aware of like the got milk ad campaign. Um, mm-hmm. I but it. unfortunately it didn't do a lot to actually get people to buy more milk. <laughs> uh, they just couldn't fight that big soda. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. You can't, you can't come up against Coke. Yeah, I know. Um, they, in one article, it did say that in 1994, there, the sales were up from 74 million gallons to 755 million gallons. Um, oh, wow. they do it by the gallon. I know. Right. I guess, is that maybe the most common way people buy Yeah, them? probably. I would just um, think like units sold, but I guess, yeah. Yeah. But over a 30-year period from 1970 to 2010, milk consumption has declined from 28.6 gallons to 20.9 gallons, I guess, per person? I don't know. I believe it. Especially, like you said, now there is a huge push towards, you know, non-animal products. Yeah, non-dairy alternatives. Mm -hmm. Um. So some of the celebrities I'm sure you remember in the ads include uh, Harrison Ford, Britney Spears, Kate Moss, Dennis Rodman, who was photographed nude. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Gotta put that in there. Are we surprised? Christy Yamaguchi. Oh, I remember her. I know how you love (laughs) her. You know, me and my little ice (laughs) being and my gymnastics, uh, just watching it. Um, (laughs) Let's see, Joan Rivers, oh, Hanson, The Simpsons, Kermit oh, the Frog, wow. Sarah Michelle Keller during her mm-hmm. uh, Buffy years. Buffy. Absolutely. And they were all photographed by Annie Leibovitz. Of course they not. were. That was a she huge knew. thing for me. Yeah. I, I wanted to be Annie Leibovitz or be shot by her so badly when I was like in middle school and high school. I thought she was so cool. She, well, she is cool. She has a very creative style of doing portraits, and it was like very hip, yeah. very trendy. So, um, and Whoopi Goldberg, so, yeah. um, was wasn't she like in the bathtub of milk, or I don't think so. Okay, um, so in so apparently, one of the requirements for to be in the um, in the ad was that you have to actually drink milk, and she was oh. lact- lactose intolerant, so. Um, but then later oh, they yeah. let her do one and then they just were advertising lactose intolerant or uh, lactose free milk. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, and, and remember the lactose intolerance. Cause we're going to come back to that. Mm-hmm. I feel like they mm-hmm. wouldn't have cared about that now. I mean, like, we right. don't care what you drink. We just want you to. Right. Like, like, you know, like Jennifer Aniston, does she really use a vino? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. 
I mean, I'll tell you, I do though. Is a millionaire. Is this her go-to? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Or like all the stuff that like Ellen DeGeneres, like, you know, or like when someone does clean and clear or whatever, you know, you always have to think oh, like, yeah. is this what they're actually using, but I don't care. Right. It's like, I know the truth. Yeah. Um, so in 2014, Milk Prep retired the Got Milk uh, logo. And now they it replaced it with Milk Life, which I'm like, yeah, that has What does that up. mean? That that sounds like breast milk <laughs> I don't to me. Know. Like, that's like the first thing I think of. It um, life. Yeah. I guess like, you know, people used to say like thug life and stuff like that. I don't know. That's the only oh, thing I can think of. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it sounds like maybe like it's a, a lifestyle yeah maybe to give life i don't know of the rich and famous but it just doesn't have the same same effect um so milk is actually part of what's called a checkoff program um which is uh there are certain products including like meat dairy that are government um the government campaigns to encourage consumers to uh, disproportionately purchase animal products. So the government puts a small fee on agricultural products and then uses that money to pay national marketing to promote the products, kind of like with the um, the California milk processing or processor board. So um, every dollar spent on marketing boosts meat and dairy sales by $8. Um, and is this because the it's like a U.S. product? I, they're trying to like, you know, encourage people to like buy local. Yeah, you know? I think so. It so it we're began, not getting milk from other countries. I'm guessing it's got to be right. Otherwise, it, like so it began bad. after World War II when production was like outweighing consumption. Um, yeah. So, um, I I guess the government said we're gonna kind of get involved to help out. Um, the D Department of Agriculture contributed at least 526 million towards public marketing um, campaign. And, but unfortunately um, the milk industry uh, targets communities of color and they are much more likely to be lactose intolerant. Um, mm. Whereas less than 25% of whites are lactose intolerant. 90% um, of Asians, uh, seventy-nine percent of indigenous people are lactose intolerant. Interesting. Seventy-five um, percent. I know. Seventy-five um, percent of African Americans and fifty-one percent of the uh, Latinx community. Um, so that's that's interesting. Scary. I would have thought it was kind of like across the board. Yeah, I, I had heard somewhere that Asians are um, lactose intolerant, but I had not, heard that too. Not. I didn't realize it was that high in the other yeah. communities. Um, so, you know, they're saying that it's like, so their not, advertising is kind of stupid. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, it's damaging. It. <laughs> it's not healthy. Oh, well, yeah, it's not healthy, but like, once you figure out that you're lactose intolerant, you're not going to get it. Right? Yeah. And then, well, a lot of people in these, you know, communities of course have like less access to healthcare and, you know, everything going against them already. So it's like, they might not even ever realize that it's the milk. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it's kind of, you Especially know, if it's something you've been drinking your whole life and then all of a sudden yeah. you come. And then that is a hard road of discovery, let me just tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you like, have gone on that. that the denial, 
that someone will be in because it's both me and my husband like you know you're like this can't be it this can't be it it's gotta be it's gotta be that apple that i ate that's it (laughs) oh my god no i mean the worst thing you can tell me is that like my favorite food is what's causing you know my discomfort i'd be like well let's let's find some medication that can remedy that you know i know for me (laughs) ice cream yeah I know it's the thing it's my lifeblood it keeps me keeps me running it's what fills these veins you know (laughs) I don't blame you that's I there's just especially in the summer Mm. and that's why like I imagine you know just like please don't ever give me celiacs if you gotta give me something give me something else oh god (laughs) I mean talk about or gluten intolerance you know like please have mercy Yeah, I'd be like, well, I guess I'm going to be in pain later because I can't stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, which leads to, okay, is milk healthy? Is it not? Um, yeah. So the research is very conflicting. So we really I can imagine with those lobbyists. Great answer. Yeah. But I, I was surprised. I thought for sure I'd see like one or the other. So this kind of shows me that you know, it's really more about selling the milk than mm-hmm. anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of feel like I've been duped um, oh. by the milk mustache because it, oh, it's still <laughs> in my mind. You know, I saw Hayden Panettiere, you know, as the cheerleader from Heroes on campaign. I was like, man, I got to drink more milk because she's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, not really, but it was a cool ad though it really was yeah it was and really i was cool. like oh look at these great like idea. i was like look at all these like um celebrities like they're they're trying to make us healthy or help us be healthy and we were all just pawns really yeah <laughs> so um that you know, and this is your brain on drugs yes very um, 90s <laughs> yeah god they were just trying to they're really just trying to tell us what to do well i mean i guess there's different versions of that now but um, so, you know, one of the big questions was, does it strengthen your bones? Yeah. Um, so the, that was one where the research was kind of inconclusive, but the biggest takeaway I got was that calcium is actually only effective for a short period of time in people when you're bones. a kid, uh, or an adult too. Like, um, okay. they even looked at people drinking or taking calcium supplements. Okay. Um, and it looked like it basically kind of improves your bones for like two years out of like a 10 year period is what they looked at. Um, but then it kind of wears off. So it's not really a long-term solution. Okay. Um, so it's like, I don't, you know, it used to be like, Oh, you know, drink milk to protect your bones. And even, um, even they even looked at, uh, like, uh, breaking your bones, you know, were you more protected if you drank more milk? And it didn't seem like there was any difference between milk drinkers and non-milk drinkers. Well, that will explain all of your bone breakage. Yeah. Although the milk I wasn't didn't a huge, help you. Yeah. I was never a big milk drinker. Oh, well, no, I did drink it in school when I had no other choice, but that was it. Um, <laughs> well, cereal too. Um, yeah, that's it for me. But, you know, actually I was listening to a, another, the maintenance phase podcasts where they talk, you know, debunk all the crazy diet culture. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that oh. they were talking about like the obesity epidemic and saying that 
it's actually when you're older, it's actually helpful to be like at least a little overweight because it cushions your bones when you fall. Oh, like, interesting. Yeah. That's what I think sense. of when I play roller derby. Yeah. You're, 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 you're <laughs> cushion, more cushion for the push. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, maybe that's, maybe that's really the solution, not the calcium, just have a little extra on there. <laughs> um, and then there's, you know, talk about the hormones and the milk. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But so that was also conflicting. It, it didn't, from what I read, it didn't really seem like it, the hormones made a difference. Like one person they interviewed was like, you know, any mammal that is pregnant is going to have hormones. Like it's even human milk has hormones. So it's just kind of mm-hmm. natural. Um, and then, but aren't they like, you know, like people are concerned because they're giving them, they're like giving the cows. People think about this with their meat and, and yeah, eggs and stuff like too. what are they, like what are they giving? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, well, that's definitely still needs to be a little more examined and probably not, you know, not a healthy thing. <laughs> but um, also, they looked at saturated fat, um, but there's, you know, the researchers were saying that there's not a lot of saturated fat in milk like the most, even in whole milk, it's like three grams. Um, the, the biggest thing they found was that, um, drinking one liter per day or more is linked with increased risk of heart disease, but this could also be that those people that drink that much milk might have a more unhealthy diet. Yeah. So so the takeaway, yeah. In in every day. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, like how many trips to the grocery store are you making? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, that would be a lot of toilet trips. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the takeaway is it's as long as you drink it in moderation, just like everything mm-hmm. else, you should be fine. But I mean, and there's still not much research about like the alternatives, but they do put a lot of like processed stuff in the milk alternatives. So it's like not necessarily healthier. So that was kind of a bummer because I'm finally getting into like oat milk and all the other, you know. Yeah, because your husband drinks oat milk. I know. And he's, he is a member of the Hispanic community. Oh, is he lactose intolerant as well? Or do you know? He is, or he's always, well, he's never said, I guess he's never. He just likes it. He likes that oat milk. Yeah. Well, no, he is lactose intolerant, but you know, I've seen him eat like cheese and stuff. Yeah. Well, for, for me, it just depends on what it is. If it's something that's like rich and cream. Yeah. That's not good. But like, like a little glass of milk ain't going to do anything for me. Yeah. I drink almond milk. Yeah. Well, me too. As long as it's like somewhat creamy and, you know, adds to the usually coffee. I've seen your coffee. (laughs) I've seen it. I'm trying, I'm trying to do better. <laughs> I mean, it also just depends on the barista that you get. Cause oh sometimes God. you get that sucker and it'll be like a whole other color. You know, yeah. I do the same thing. I'm like, did we put anything in that? I know. I'm like, I, I still <laughs> do like coffee. I mean, a little bit is okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. It's the got milk campaign has been set to rest, but will always be in our hearts. Um, but <laughs> You know, I feel a little. Think of those mustaches. Feel a little duped by the mustaches. That's so interesting because, you know, there was such a big push for. You remember Coca Cola and Pepsi campaigns too when we were younger? Those were a huge thing. 
because like you remember that little curly haired girl for pepsi and Britney oh Spears yeah pepsi also was oh yeah like you're a, right so she um, was she uh she's playing both sides yeah and then even Madonna at one point, but then she lost her sponsorship because they didn't like some of the things that she was doing mm-hmm. in her um, music videos. But yeah, it's interesting because like you used to see campaigns for so many things, I feel like, like that, that were like, they really used the celebrity. I yeah. Feel. They really yeah. used the celebrity and they had those catchy little slogans and the little hooks and you know pepsi's never going to be better than coke no matter how (laughs) well but they had a bigger sales at one point oh really it actually adds they well i mean remember when remember when they did pepsi clear like that was such a big deal it's so stupid but like it worked as a kid i was like oh my god did it taste the same no it it tasted a little different yeah or maybe it just was in my mind i don't know well, do you remember when we were kids and people said that, like, you know, in order to promote eating ketchup, they made it green and purple oh, yeah. for kids. And so my mom bought, that was the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted. It tasted and of different. course, she was not going to throw that away. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. You better, you better eat that up. I don't care if it's green. Yeah. Ugh. But like, it's cr- if a kid doesn't like ketchup, then just don't give it to him. Yeah, how many kids don't like ketchup? <laughs> I know, I know. Like, like do, was what? that a concern? Was this the tomato lobbyists that were like really pushing yeah. the issue? Yeah, like I don't yeah. remember kids not eating ketchup with their chicken tenders and, you know, maybe if they didn't yeah. sell them in those little packets. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can see why they would want to promote milk, I think, because they thought it was so good for you as a kid. So I can see why they would be like, oh, we got to get our kids interested in this milk. Yeah, but it really just comes down to the money. Yeah. Like, it's crazy, like, how many, like, I was thinking of your, uh, the episode you did about the 10,000 steps and how, like, how Mm -hmm. many, like, health things really come from Advertising. advertising. And we just, you know, assume it's from, like, a good like a real source like a yeah like someone that's actually scientific community right yeah. that they like did some research and it's like no like just somewhere along it's just the line money. yeah well, didn't i do an episode on bacon yes or at least i i don't know if i did the whole episode or the whole thing on bacon my topic but um that there were that it was so corrupt and it was just like the the bacon sales were so down yeah. And then they just like, you know, made that partnership with like Arby's or Hardee's or something. And they're like, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden every like fast food chain has like new baconator. Or baconator. Yeah. And they all have the big baconator. And it's yeah. like fast food bacon is terrible. <laughs> but yeah, it's all a ploy. Damn. But that was so good. That was a great oh, topic. Thank you. That was lovely. That so was yours. I'm, nice I'm very very much enjoyed that yeah so either drink your milk or don't it doesn't really matter but <laughs> don't do it because you think your bones are going to get stronger because apparently no. that's not necessarily true well drink your milk or don't or drink that supplement get your vitamin d while uh, checking us out on instagram and yes. facebook on uh this is the part i don't get or email us at the part i don't get at gmail dot com. Thanks Until for next time. <laughs>
All right. I'll see you later. Bye.